KCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. The song I just played you to start off the show was some Hey Mercedes. That there was a song called St. James Street. And Hey Mercedes is a great group that I love that are no longer formed. However, their previous band has now reformed. That's Braid from the Midwest who met and formed at the University of Illinois Urbana-Champaign. I'll be there March 2nd to March 7th for classes. I'm a library information science student getting the master's at the grad program for the School of Library Information Science. It's exciting. It's fun. We get to talk about libraries and archives and museums, and we get to learn about whatever we like. So for me, I like film and media studies. That's my latest bachelor's degree topic, and I continue to, you know, create films for fun on the side, but my main goal is to become a librarian and archivist for film and media, you know, preserving, conserving, digitizing, creating, educating, motivating. Let's spread the word, people. It's our community. Libraries are great, whether it be at academic or public or special collections. There's always resources that are available to you, the public free of charge. It's so exciting. You get to go and pick out any entire thing in the world that you love, and you can learn about it. You can learn about how it's doing right now, or you can learn about how it was doing when it first started. It's like Wikipedia for the real-life in-person person, not on the internet. You don't want info obesity, information overload of accurate low-fi, low-quality information you want, the real deal, primary resources in your face, documentation of how it really was. That's why um, I love archives, which we just had a guest lecture in our class um, Thursday. Yesterday we had our um, audiovisual materials and library and archive class where we had a guest lecture from the University of Georgia archives, um, the Peabody. Um, I posted a link to the picture she showed in class of burnt archives. If you go to the website um, for this radio show, link to kci.org, the 4 p.m. slot. It is now 4 p.m. PST. We're here on the West Coast in California and Irvine. This University of California in Irvine here. It's um, March coming up this next week which I'm excited for archives are great because it's unique individual collections but they're extra sad when they get burnt because those aren't really replaceable items like a library where there's multiple copies of books and everything you can just oh if you have the money replace a damaged item not so with archives we need to preserve these items well so what happened, she explained, as you can um, tell from the picture, there's extensive um, damage done to the archives because apparently 
a homeless man lit a cigarette and left it on the carpet, is what she said. And then I think overnight just went up in flames after a while and lots of damage was done. Very scary. But then they had to go and clean up all the smoke damage and whatnot. So um, it was a great uh, PowerPoint she showed us in class. So my, my school's distance learning, as you can tell from being live at the UC Irvine campus, we do online learning for the University of Illinois Urbana-Champaign courses. So then once the semester we go in person, so next week I'll be flying out to Chicago, which I'm excited to do because you get to meet the professors in person, that you've been hearing their voices all along throughout the semester, because we meet mid-semester, so I've already had once a week a two-hour class with these professors, and then you get to meet your peers, and those are live in-class sessions as well, because everyone has a live chat box, and then you can um, raise your hand virtually in, in the chat box, and then your microphone can be turned on, you can talk, so you can hear each other's voices once in a while, whoever has questions or comments, and then in the class, so usually it's, it's no more than 20 people per, per class. They're, they're very um, specific class topics. The other class, classes I'm excited for are music librarianship with our British professor. He's one of my favorite um, lectures to listen to this semester. He's, he's a jokester. I, I love the British humor there. Then we've got some... Um, library buildings and society past and present right before that Monday is a very great educational lecture we're doing a lot of like very historical European library architecture looking into you know how they were created and if you have any comments on libraries and archives we'd like to have you join in on the discussion please call us at 949-824-5824 that's 949 949- U-C-I-K-U-C-I if you're local to the area. If not, just call in. Why not? So, um, I'm here every Friday at 4 p.m. to 4.30 p.m. And you get to talk here at the college radio, non-mainstream, non-commercial public radio about whatever you like. So, there's shows... On KCI that talk about elves from Lord of the Rings, they they they're elf people, and there's shows that talk about politics and health. There's doctors that do shows. So myself, studying to become a librarian, I'd like to talk about libraries, libraries and archives. So one thing we talked about um, in class recently was ways to put information to an item. So there's this thing called PB Core, which stands for the Public Broadcasting. Oh wait, what does it stand for exactly? Corporation for Public Broadcasting has funded PB Core. So it's like um, I don't know if you know what metadata is, but it's like the information that is put on. So like when you're Googling an item and you put in a word and it pulls up all this stuff, metadata helps you get that list of stuff relevant to your keyword. So that's exciting. So let's see. 
the show after me talks about politics. It's exciting to call us in at 949-824-5824. Let me tell you a little bit about, um, let me try to explain what PB Core is, which is um, relevant to the issues of now because I, apparently the public broadcasting is in danger of not being funded, you know, because it's for the public. I mean, this is public radio, so this is part of public broadcasting. We should be aware. With all the budget cuts, you know, everything's getting cut. You know, libraries, but also public broadcasting. So PB Core is organized as a set of specified fields that can be used in database applications. PB Core is utilized as a data model for media cataloging and asset management systems. As a schema, it enables data exchange between media collections, systems, and organizations. Development of PB Core was funded by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting to serve the U.S. public broadcasting community. The PB Core standard is based on Dublin Core with a number of added elements useful for media. Since its initial release in 2005, PB Core has been adopted by many users in public media as well as film archives, academic institutions, and other audiovisual collections and archives. So this is something I'm excited to learn more about. Something pretty new, relatively, if it was just initially released in 2004, uh, it being like the beginning of 2011. And so for something to be used in um, public media, film archives, academic institutions, and other audiovisual collections and archives, it's something you definitely want to learn about. It may, it may sound like a bunch of technical jargon with all this um, Dublin Core and PB Core and metadata, but this is all stuff you know we learn in the information science fields here. So then there was a second version... Let me tell you about that. With the release of version 2.0 in January 2011, PB Core has become even more useful. PB Core 2.0 continues to allow very basic uses and remains a practical data dictionary for media catalogs. Advanced users are now able to take advantage of new optional attributes within the PB Core elements, which can specify sources, taxonomies, and parts of a media. With these improvements, PB Core is poised to become much more powerful as a format for semantic web applications involving media. Your questions and feedback on PB Core 2.0 and the new site are welcome. So just go to pbcore.org. That's pbcore.org, and you can see what I just read on the under the about section and what is PB Core. So this is interesting to me because first of all, you're listening to KCI. This is public radio. But the reason they need something that's digitally putting out information out there is because, say, you're listening on iTunes, you're listening to your car or your phone, just going to a link isn't going to give you the information maybe you need, but certain information linked to that link can show what you're going to be listening to live. It can say what song is playing on the air. It can say who the guest is or what the show was called and all that data tied to the live stream or the link will be useful to you on your display in the car or wherever you happen to be that day. 
So this is very exciting technologies. So let's see. Uh, most media producers and organizations don't think of themselves as catalogers or librarians. You don't need to adopt PB Core or have a centralized system to begin building a media catalog. Using a simple spreadsheet, you can take the first step by recoding titles, subjects, and descriptions of media assets. Here are some simple things you can do using desktop tools. Give each media asset a unique identifier. To do this consistently, you should map out a naming convention for all types of assets. We should provide some links to references on naming conventions. So each media asset should be given one or more of these elements, such as title, description, subject, and genre. These elements are common to many, many metadata standards and software systems. Record dates for production, broadcast, release, publication, etc. for each asset. Record the names of each person or organization who was a creator or contributor to the asset. Record information about the rights to the asset, who owns the copyright, any licensing of music, etc., and any rights restrictions on access to or use of the asset. Record technical details about the asset, including length, tape, or digital file format, and any other important details like language, captioning, aspect ratio, etc. Most importantly, record where to find the asset, whether it's a tape on a shelf or a file on a hard drive or server. So if you have the time and resources to do this, then you're already move, ready to move forward with PB Core. And when you develop a more robust repository, the metadata you create in this way will fit right into it. So this reminds me so much of using iTunes when you're everybody's organizing the music collection when they're going to ready to put it on their iPod or their iPhone or whatever other type of mobile listening device you use. It's important for you to find, you know, what song you want. And if it's in some hidden folder or if it's untitled or it has, it's just an MP3 and you're like, well, you have to listen to it to know what it is. Sometimes you don't put the artist's name and you're really like, I, uh, what, I really want to know who this artist was. I can't tell anymore. Well, yeah, there's that one app. Was it called Shazam? Where you can have it listen to it and it'll tell you. I don't know how it does that. Maybe with some kind of metadata sound files or something. But now you can, you know, take, people spend hours and hours organizing their, their iTunes music library. So why not spend time? If you were a librarian or archivist, this is what you'd be doing. You'd be cataloging. You'd be making, um, what do they call it, finding guides. And so this is exciting that that's a job. As a cataloger, that's what you do is you just you listen to an item, you view an item if it's audiovisual material, and then you you write about it. So here at UCI we have the AMPAC catalogs for for the UCI libraries. We're an academic institution, so students want to find out maybe just searching keyword, like let me look for films with a certain actor. So if the catalogers put it in with enough detail, you can see a lot of what we have in our collection here at, like, for example, the Multimedia Resources Center carries all the DVDs and VHS items in the library available to any student, faculty, or staff, or I believe even community member with a library card. You can view the media while we're open. 
we have TV monitors and VHS players, DVD players. So everybody comes in and you're just like, oh, I don't know what I want to see. I have a title or a subject, but that's when the Amp Pat catalog or any whatever catalog you use at your university really comes into hand, handy, and um, librarians as well to help you research exactly what reference method to find exactly what you want faster because every system has different metadata inscriptions so let me tell you um, from pbcore.org the release of the January 2011 PBCore 2.0 is pretty exciting since it's um, the standard designed to describe media both digital and analog and designed for the internet and for the kinds of software applications we now use to manage, access, and share media. So they're just trying to make it a standard for public media. So public broadcasters, metadata, that's like what PBCore is great for. And the development, um, of course, was from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, so that's just um, cpb.org, Corporation for Public Broadcasting. It's funny, when I went to their webpage right, the second, the top right-hand corner image is of uh, Mr. Rogers. It says, Won't you be my neighbor? May 1st, 1969. Interesting. That's around this the, the year KCI became a public radio station as well. So, who doesn't love public broadcasting? Maybe one day I can be a librarian or archivist for the Public Broadcasting Corporation. That'd be fun. You're listening to KCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. This is Our Digital Future, where we discuss the future of our information spaces. We like to talk about libraries and archives and museums and anything you want to talk about. Call us up at 949-824-5824, although there's five minutes left in the show. And then I want to make sure that you stay tuned, because coming up at 4.30 is more great public affairs programming. There's a show entitled The True Nation, and that's a show where... They'll be discussing current congressional legislations and propositions that can affect Americans with Vishnu. So check out his website there as well. I mean, it's linked to to kci.org slash talk. That's going to show you the schedule for all the public affairs programming, which is um, 8 to 10 a.m. every weekday and about 4 to 6 p.m. most weekdays. You'll see talk radio. So today is Friday, so we had weekly, weekly signals and film school, both with Mike Kaspar. I do recommend film school. That is a great radio show, 9 to 10 a.m., where they talk about independent film news, reviews, and interviews. Definitely check that out. And you can subscribe to the podcast. So I put my podcast up as well. Our Digital Future... And then after the True Nation, it ends at 5 p.m. Stick around for the OC show, 5 to 6 p.m. with Cameron Jackson, News and Politics.
and then there won't be any more programming um, public affairs wise till Monday the weekends are just music for you mainly because I think people drive to work in the morning 8 to 10 they can hear some talk radio and then maybe they drive home 4 to 6 they can hear some more talk radio music's just for middle of the night or whenever you want it I mean I like to have it in the background so we're going to wrap it up now thanks for listening to Our Digital Future hopefully you'll catch us um, Friday March 11th next Friday however there'll be baseball starting at 2pm the Anteater Baseball Live with um, myself in Illinois so wouldn't be here anyways yay library school stay tuned for more music because right now I'm going to play you Braid, the song Killing a Camera. And this goes out to all the members because they just reformed. Thank you for listening to me, ZBC.